This is Brand USA Talks Travel, elevating the conversation about international travel to the United States. Here's your host, Mark Lapidus. If you could do something else in the wider travel industry, like be an airplane pilot or a travel influencer, what would your dream job be? Honestly, I'd always uh, thought about maybe being a travel writer. I uh, I enjoy writing and I obviously enjoy the travel aspect of it. So yeah, travel journalist, although airline pilot would definitely be a close second. Scott Bellio is the executive director of Capital Region USA. May I call the organization CRUSA or do you hate it when people do that? No, we use CRUSA, especially internally. So CRUSA is great. Sometimes people call Brand USA BUSA or even just brand and it drives us insane. <laughs> so I ask people not to do it. For some reason, BUSA doesn't sound as good as CRUSA. I've never thought of saying BUSA, even though we say CRUSA all the time. So that's funny. Good. Don't start. Krusa is the regional DMO for Maryland, Virginia, D.C., and Dulles Airport. Great to have you back on the podcast, Scott. Oh, thanks, Mark. It's great to be here. Last time we spoke, we were at IPW, and you've been pretty busy since then. For one thing, you recently held the Capital Region's very first global travel exchange, where you connected the region's suppliers, overseas buyers, travel trade media, and receptives. It's not easy for any organization to pull this off, so I'd love to hear the background on first why you decided to do it, and then how you produced it. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. Since IPW, we were very busy with our first global travel exchange or GTE, as we've been calling it. And it was the first time that the region had had a marketplace like this. Obviously not the first marketplace. There's many others like it from Travel South Showcase to Discover New England, the Rocky Mountain States, Go West Summit, Canada Rendezvous. So we're sort of the last to the marketplace game. But what we found was the need to give the trade a chance to discover the region in depth to learn more about our partners, the destinations, the attractions, uh, restaurants, hotels, transportation providers in the region, but that then to give all of those entities a chance to meet with the operators. And we just felt like there was something missing. Uh, we have opportunities from IPW to our own sales missions overseas, to our marketing co-ops and programs we do with Brand USA, where we can link our suppliers to that. But we just felt that there was a gap in our offerings and that this really helped to fill it. How many months did it take you to put it together? You know, it was funny. We really started the discussion for this back in 2019. It might have even been a little bit before that. And as we came up on the infamous year of 2020, we were getting close to making a decision on it. And it was funny at the time uh, we said, well, we don't know if we want to start it in 2020 because it's an election year. And obviously all of the attention in D.C. and really throughout the country is on the election. So maybe we'll give it a year not anticipating that 2020 would be much more about COVID even than the election. And so that set our timetable back a little bit. But as we came out of COVID. We made a commitment to do this. And one of the things that was a really big factor in deciding to go forward with it is that during COVID, we applied for a market cooperator development grant through the U.S. Department of Commerce, through the International Trade Administration. And we were fortunate enough to get that grant in May of 2021, if I'm remembering correctly. And that was a big financial assistance for us getting this off the ground, Mark. As you know, first time events, especially a lot of expenses, a lot of things go into it. But Commerce was a great partner. So want to recognize them and once we got that grant, we knew we had about 12 months to start putting this together. Betcha some DMOs will be wondering if that grant is still open. Do you know? They go in cycles, and I don't know when they open the next one, but as far as I know, we were the only tourism entity to get one in this cycle, so we did feel really fortunate about that. It was a $250,000 grant. It's spread over three years. It's actually spread over five years, a planning year on one end and a final reporting year on the other, but it basically gave us the opportunity not to cover the entire event, but to help offset a lot of the costs, especially the first year costs of the event, and help fund it for those first three times. You had sponsors the event. I know this because 
because we were one of the sponsors, right? We certainly had a nice group of sponsors for a first year event as well. Brand USA was our largest sponsor. We also had Miles Partnership, USA Guided Tours, Old Town Trolley, the Kimpton Banneker Hotel in DC, as well as two DMOs in the region, Charlottesville and Virginia Beach, who also stepped up. And obviously we really appreciate anybody, especially for a first year event, you're selling kind of the promise of an idea to sponsors. So for everybody who came in and partnered with us in this first year GTE, we really appreciate it. How many one-to-one meetings did you have and how long was each meeting? We ended up with almost a one-to-one ratio of buyers and suppliers, which is a great way to start the event because everybody got to meet with everyone else. And we had 36 suppliers and 36 tour operators from the UK, Ireland, Germany, Austria, France, and Belgium, as well as suppliers from the three partners, Maryland, Virginia, and DC. We ran 12-minute appointments with a three-minute break in between, and we spread those over two days. So the appointments were on October 11th and 12th. And then on October 10th, we had an orientation day for the suppliers and a DC fam tour day for the operators. We had a big kickoff dinner that evening. And then bookending the event, we had pre-fam tours for the operators in Virginia and Maryland, as well as post-fam tours in Virginia and Maryland. For those that participated in everything from the tour operator side, it ended up being a full week immersion in the region. Specifically for the meetings, any trends worth reporting? I mean, obviously, some of the things like outdoors still continue to be big. But what was good for our region here, too, is that there's still a lot of interest in our urban areas. So D.C., Baltimore, Richmond. So that was a good trend. You know, obviously, the exchange rate right now is not as favorable for the work that we're doing in trying to get visitors to come over both the euro exchange rate and the pound exchange rate. So that's a bit of a challenge. You know, we'd heard that maybe things are getting a little bit better on the rental car front. I know that was a big challenge as we came out of COVID, especially availability of one way car rentals. So a little light at the end of the tunnel there. I mean, obviously, everybody's worried about things like inflation, the war in Ukraine. There's just a lot of uncertainty and there's going to be. But we were really pleased with the enthusiasm from the operators and the enthusiasm from our suppliers as well selling the region. I think people recognize that while domestic travel has been strong, that international continues to be an important uh, segment for people. And I always liken it to a uh, stock portfolio, right? So while international may not be your main holding, it's an important piece of a diverse portfolio as you look at all the different parts of your business. Anything you learned from fam tours that might improve that experience? We had five different fam tours. So we had two pre, two post, and then the DC tour. The benefit of that is that we got to cover a lot of places. So everywhere from Northern Virginia, Annapolis, Baltimore, and Frederick, Maryland. We got down to Charlottesville, Virginia, and over to Richmond and Williamsburg and Norfolk and Virginia Beach. So that part was great. The challenge was the logistics of that and trying to match it up with all the different arrival times. That's not unique to us. Basically, anybody who does a marketplace that has fam tours has that challenge as well. We're going to look at maybe how we can streamline that a little bit or divide the markets up a little bit differently. But it was great to get them back out in the region, you know, new hotel properties, new museums and things to see things that have been in development since COVID. And for a lot of the operators, many of them had not been here since IPW 2017 when it was in DC. And some of them had never been here. So it was a great chance to introduce them to the region. I'm assuming from what you're saying, it's going to be an annual event, right? It is. We are planning for at least three years, and I I hope it goes indefinitely beyond that. We made the deliberate decision to hold it in D.C. this first year. For most of the operators in our markets, uh, D.C. is the most well-known, and so we decided to kind of lead with that from a strength perspective. But we are going to open the RFP process here very shortly for any Virginia or Maryland DMOs that would like to host it next year. And whichever community ends up hosting 
releasing it in 2023, we will go with a community in the third partner for 2024. So if a Maryland DMO hosts the 2023 event, which we're projecting to be in September of next year, then we'll go with the Virginia community in 2024. I know Cruz is big into mice. Might some aspect of mice work at your event? It might. The primary focus of CRUSA overall and for this event was leisure, but it did give an opportunity for any of the operators who also operate in MICE to talk about that. Obviously, Destination DC, they have an international MICE team. And while they didn't participate in this event, those that did are familiar with their offerings. And as they ramp back up from a convention and conferences standpoint, that's an important consideration as well. Okay, before we wrap up, I got to ask you a self-serving question. I'm wondering how Brand USA's Travel Week and your meeting actually complement each other. For example, does it help to have multiple touch points between buyers and suppliers? It does. And I think they do complement each other in a lot of ways. And we're a little bit attached at the hip because we're always going to try to balance the scheduling of our event with when you do yours in the fall. So for instance, uh, your 2023 event, which is back in London, will be in October, which is why we're switching to September. But I know in this one, we met with quite a few operators in Frankfurt at this year's Brand USA Travel Week event who were then able to come to the region. And it really set the table up nicely to be in Frankfurt and say, here's some of the new things. And oh, I see that you're on the Virginia fam, you're going to get to see this place when you're in the region. And so that was really nice. So then about three weeks later, they were in the region at the marketplace on the fams. It gave us a double the chance at that exposure and that chance to do that promotion. So I think they really work well together. We love Brand USA, and I feel like anytime we can integrate or tie into what you're doing, that's a benefit for us. Scott, it's always a pleasure having you on Brand USA Talks Travel. Thanks for taking the time. Oh, Mark, it's been my pleasure. Always appreciate a chance to talk with you and talk about the region. And look forward to our next conversation down the road. Before we go, I wanted to let you know about our next one-to-one virtual business meetings on Brand USA's Global Marketplace website. These meetings are for Asia Pacific, and they're happening on December 7th and December 8th. This event connects U.S. partners with buyers from Australia, New Zealand, Japan, and South Korea in a series of up to eight pre-scheduled totally online appointments. For details, contact your Brand USA rep. That's it for Brand USA Talks Travel. I'm Mark Lapidus. Thanks for listening. Your feedback is welcome. Email us at podcast at thebrandusa.com or call 202-793-6256. Brand USA Talks Travel is produced by Asher Mirovich, who also composes music and sound. Engineering by Brian Watkins. Please share this podcast with your friends in the travel industry. You may also enjoy many of our archived episodes, which you can find on your favorite podcast platform. Safe travels.